Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week, we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Uh, My name is Brandon Gindon. I'm the senior pastor at Real Life Ministries Texas, and I'm here with my ministry partner and great friend, Lori Arnold. Hey friends. And we uh, are diving into a new series here on our podcast called The Essentials. We're going to be looking at, over the next eight weeks, uh, the essential core values in a person's life uh, to be an intentional disciple maker. Um, on this podcast, we um, have it as a, as a priority to really look at how does how do we live out these principles that we see in Scripture, the truths the truths of Scripture, in a way that's just very real. Um, that's not some kind of theory. It's not just something that we look in the Bible and and find and 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 but we don't know how to really live that out. And so, uh, for Lori and I, I know it's just been important. Uh, to both of us mm-hmm. that we look at these principles and and talk about how, how does this work in real life. And so in the coming weeks, um, uh, I'm going to give you some of these essentials that we're going to be looking at, uh, specifically uh, abiding in Christ. And what does it mean to really abide and walk with Jesus? And what does that look like uh, in, in our life? And the second one we're going to cover is to reach the lost that this is a, a priority in our life, that we share the gospel, that we share Jesus with people around us. We're going to talk about um, how we chase strays, people that are drifting away or they're struggling in their walk, how we can intentionally go after them and and care about where they are at in, the, in their walk with the Lord and doing our part. And then connecting unconnected, that simply means is that we help people to connect to Christ and each other on a deeper level. Um, the next one that we're going to look at is shepherding people to spiritual maturity. And so as we're connected and we're doing life with people and we're discipling them, how do we see in the scriptures that we shepherd people to grow and, and become more mature in their faith? And then the next that we see is, is releasing them. We raise them up. We release them to go be who God's called them to be. And then finally is, is unity and being a team and doing this together. These seven values we're going to cover over the next eight weeks. And I know, Lori, um, you know, these are things that we try to live out and walk out. And so I think what's important is that we, um, you know, talk about what does this look like in our lives? And because the podcast is called Get Real. And so we're going to talk about it um, from just from real life. And so we really want to start today, um, Lori, um, we had the opportunity to go and spend some time in, in Ethiopia with our team. And, and um, you know, that's such a dear thing to me. Um, I've had the opportunity to go to Ethiopia. Now, that was my 17th trip in 16 <laughs> years. Um, it was just incredible to go back. And, and when we talk about these essentials um, and, and these core values of being a disciple maker, you know, our friends over there, the churches that we get to work with, um, boy, we see them live that out every yeah. day. And, um, you know, the thing that impacted me from the trip is just the consistency that mm-hmm. over all these years that I've seen them live this out and live these essentials out in their lives. I mean, I've learned from them over the years so much. Yeah. And so I'd love to start today as we're kicking off this this part of this series is what you saw on the trip. What did you take away um, is being there and and how that would apply to these kind of essential core values that we live out in our lives. Yeah. Well, it was an amazing trip. 
And I had the privilege of getting to be a part of two women's conferences there at two different churches. And, you know, what I found to be really incredible was just the reminder that no matter where we go, no matter what we've been through, no matter if I'm on the other side of the, across the world in Africa or here in America, wherever I may be, no matter our differences and how we grew up and what our backgrounds are, when we share our lives with one another, when we're transparent and we're vulnerable and we share our lives, there's freedom in that for the other person. Sure. Yeah. And I saw that happen so much while we were meeting in our small groups and um, just after sharing in particular, like I shared my story and afterwards, and it wasn't only me, the other women that shared as well, but afterwards, the women that were there were, they were just mind blown as to how, how similar we were. Mm-hmm. Though we are so different, we're so similar. We go through many of the same struggles internally, and there was freedom in that. Yeah, and in freedom, that's that's where transformation comes from. Because right. now they see, you know, they see what's going on. They see that these things are real. They're real issues, and they can be addressed. Right. You know, they can be talked about. And if we're intentionally sharing who we are, it can be life changing for those around us. For sure. For sure. I mean, we think about our, even our neighbors, right? Sometimes we think we're so different. We're so far away. Right. And here, you know, we got on an airplane. (laughs) We're on the other side of the planet. Yes. In a completely different culture, completely different, even language, you know, customs, all of those things. Yeah. What you're saying is when we share life Mm -hmm. and the humanity, the reality of, of who we are as God's kids. Yes. When you open up, there's freedom and going, wow, we're not that far apart. Right. We're not that different. I mean, it's amazing what that would say to, to our own neighbor, right? right? Yeah. So when you were there, I mean, talk a little bit about that that freedom part. When you shared your life, there were some commonalities or there were things that really bridged you yes. to, to the women that were there. Maybe just talk a little bit more about that, that kind of those bridges or those connecting points that you saw. Okay. Like I said, it was a women's conference. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we talked, the, the main focus of the conference was really um, how to communicate well, how to communicate well mm. with our spouses, how to be respectful of them. And there were people there that weren't married as well. There were women that weren't married, mm. but just in all of our relationships, mm. you know, how, how do we do this well in the way that God would want us to? Yeah. And the, the commonalities were the, sometimes the struggles that I had with mm. my own marriage and my husband and how I wanted to control some things, especially in the beginning. Super, super. I come from a line of really strong, independent women, outspoken, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we want our way, we're going to get it kind of, you know, so that doesn't really work in a marriage. (laughs) So just sharing that even, you know, there was some laughter there, but Mm -hmm. it was, the laughter was because there were people that related in the room, you know, and then to share with them how I had to, what things I had to do in order to change that. Mm about myself mm. and um, and how it changed our marriage. And it was nothing like that I said to him mm. or did to him. It was, I had to change my heart and mm. God changed his, yeah. you know? And so it's, it was just very freeing for them to mm. hear that me too, yeah. you know, somebody else is going through the same stuff. Yeah. And like I said, we have to be intentional in even sharing those things. We have to, 
plan to tell them. We have to be prepared to share. Right. So I have to be prepared at any moment. You know, when somebody asks me about Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, what am I going to say? I wear a shirt all the time that says it's got a taco on it. And it says, want to taco about Jesus? (laughs) Because I love tacos. But I have to have an answer for that. It's not just a fun shirt. You know, I have to have an answer about what's going on in my life so I can relate with somebody else who's going through the same thing. Yeah. So I I think there's a couple concepts I want to grab that you said. One is the term intentional. We talk a lot about that on this podcast and living an intentional life. and, and, and how we do that in real life, but also, you know, you, you refer to, I mean, this is, these are the things that Jesus did. And, and right. so in the, the biblical, take this to a, a, you know, back to a biblical foundation, but it's not just something that, you know, you and I are making up right. or we're experiencing. We, we look in the scriptures and we look at the life of Christ and what Jesus did. And, and because those principles can be lived out right now with us today. Yeah. You know, I think of the story in John chapter six, when Jesus is going to feed the 5,000, mm-hmm. you know, he looks at this huge crowd, his disciples are there and, you know, he turns to them <clears throat> and he asks them, you know, how, you know, how are we going to feed the, or they ask him, how can yeah. we feed uh, all this crowd? And it, it says this, this little statement in there, it says, Jesus already had in mind yeah. what he was going to do. And there's several places throughout the, the gospels where we see where we get this indication that Jesus already had a plan. Right. He knew what he was going to do Right from the very beginning. He set out to invest in, to disciple this group that was following him so that when he left, mm-hmm. the Holy spirit would come and empower them to go do what he had taught them to do. Right. And so when we look at it and go, Jesus is the greatest discipler ever. He's our model. He's who we're following. And so we too need to be intentional. We too can have a plan. We too can look at him and go, well, what are the core values Mm -hmm. that he had in his life? And then, and then we apply that. Mm -hmm. And so again, my hope is, and always in my own life is I don't look at the scriptures, look at a story like John six and go, oh, well, because Jesus did this miracle with, with, you know, provided all this food for all these people, Mm -hmm. then therefore it's this distant story and it doesn't apply to me today. No, there's incredible things that apply to us today that we need to live out. And I think it starts with knowing what are some core values? How do we be intentional with them? Mm -hmm. How do we walk these things out? And so, um, you know, a question I'd like to just, you know, throw back to you, Lori, and, and have our listeners here is, when you think of the life of Christ mm-hmm. and you think of what Jesus did, how maybe give us an example or a place that you see where he lived out some of these essentials that, that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I noticed is he spent time with people. Mm. So he made himself available with them. Yeah. Um, and not only did he spend time with people, but he spent time with the Lord. Right. He, he took time away to be with the Lord, just him and the Lord. So yeah. I, my own personal life, I have to have my own personal worship time yeah. before I ever step on anybody's platform right. and lead people in worship. Sure. You know, um, that's a very, very important thing to me, uh, whether it be praying or playing and singing or whatever it looks like, but I have to have that time. Mm. And it's so filling uh, for me and it's, it's empowering. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit works in those moments too. He doesn't just wait for Sunday morning service. Yeah. to move, you right, know, so right. 
we've got to be in, abiding in Christ in that way, spending time with him through prayer, reading of the word, worshiping him in our own private time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And and I think a important part there, as you said, you know, we see Jesus abide. He spent time with the father, mm-hmm. but he also spent time with the 12. I mean, yeah. how many times you just said, come be with me. Or we see an example of them, you know, having a meal together around a fire. And, right. and sometimes people think, well, my abiding, that value in my life is just me and Jesus. Well, when he's talking about abiding, mm. it's also with his church. Yeah. Because we know from the scripture, we can't just love God and not love our neighbors, not That's spend right. time with them. So part of that abiding, and you'd said that in there, is, you know, what does that look like even for you? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we need our alone time with Jesus. Right. Walking with him. But we've also got to be abiding, you know, living out that value, right. you know, because we see Jesus doing that. Is there, would you want to speak to that? Well, just, we can't do it alone. Yeah. You know, Yeah. <laughs> we can't do it alone. And that's one of the reasons that we go to church on Sundays is it's also, yes, we come to worship and to glorify God, but we're also encouraging one another, Yeah. you know, just by being there yeah. for each other. So um, that's huge. Sure. And then I know something you're really good at, and we've talked about it before is just developing people, you mm. know, and like, like you mentioned what he did, everything was with a purpose. Right. He came prepared. So I know with all of the many people that you have discipled and mentored and um you you, you ask really good questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Like what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I think back to when again our model, our example is Christ. We yeah. look at his life, we watch all of these things. And so we then look at our own life and and for me what has been a huge part of my life's passion is to raise people up, mm-hmm. to see them go beyond where they ever thought they could, could go. I yeah. mean, to me, that is so fun to watch. It's, 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 it's exciting, but that doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. So right now with my two boys, they're getting ready to go off to college, mm-hmm. which is terrifying to me. <laughs> um, uh, there were a lot of things that had to be in place intentionally investing in them time with them. If that has led up to this moment yeah. to where they're, they're becoming um, really strong young men in their own faith and their own walk. And so developing them um, for Amber and I both, there was a plan that right. we were walking out and being intentional with them. If I was to just start now today, not that you can't start today, right. Um, that, you know, that you, you're going to be playing some catch up. Right. And so, when it comes to developing people, I think it's, and, and that's really that kind of shepherding towards spiritual maturity mm-hmm. that we find. Jesus was shepherding the 12 towards spiritual maturity, yeah. challenged them. He asked questions. When he saw broken belief systems, he would tell a parable. He, yeah. Same thing that we can do, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've watched you do this, shepherd people, bring them along, help mm-hmm. them mature. The men in my small group, I'm shepherding them along into spiritual maturity that we live that out by spending that time with them, challenging them, asking good questions. But I think it's the end result is what Jesus understood. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to go away. Yeah. They had to go beyond. He says, you're going to even do greater things. Mm-hmm. That's hard to imagine yeah. to me, <laughs> right? But for us, when we're shepherding people in maturity is having that plan of going one day, the goal is they're not dependent on you. Yeah. There you've they've they've went out and passed you. There the kingdom of God is expanding way beyond you, right. and, and it's not about you. Right. And so I think you know that that 
that's a part for me that, that there's, and we're going to cover that essential, you know, all, all of these essentials in more depth, but those are, you know, those are, that's one that's been very, very, very um, core for me in yeah, my life. It's great. Lori, I want to kick it back to you. And on a, on a bigger picture, one of the things that we talk about all the time is disciple making is not what you do. It's who you mm-hmm. are. And so for you, this has these, these values have become who you are. How did that happen in your life? How, how does that become not just something that's on a list or a page or a box you check? It's this is now who you are mm-hmm. that you live out in your lifestyle. How, how, how did that happen? Just through practice, just doing it, mm. just continuing to do it. And I don't even know the exact when it happened, yeah. but, you know, it is, it is who I am now. And there, there are things that, there are moments that I have to sit and think, okay, what, what exactly did I just do? Sure, <laughs> because yeah. it does come yeah. so naturally often, not always, but uh-huh. it's often very natural when I have a conversation with mm. someone now and when I'm discipling them, I know more. I mean, I would hope so today than I did yesterday sure, and so forth, yes. you know? So the more that I've done it and the more that I've practiced this and and been obedient to what God tells me to do, the easier it becomes. And it just becomes like second nature. It's just who I am. Right. And I think that's the same for everyone who's who's walking this walk and and doing it. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's important to go, one, th- there is this process, but there was a point to where you started. You're right. like, I'm going to start working on this. I'm yes. going to start walking these things out. And also knowing along the way, um, we don't always do it right. We yeah. make mistakes. We miss things. You know, we go back to your example of one of the values, the essentials abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. We get busy. I get busy yeah. and look back and go, man, I haven't, I haven't spent the time I need to with right. Jesus. I got to correct this. And so along the journey, we, we, we get distracted or whatever. So it's not about doing this perfectly. Right. But as you said, you just got to practice it and keep doing it and keep working on it. And it becomes more and more of who you are exactly. in, your, in, your, in, in the lifestyle that you live. And that's something that I have. I've seen in your life. I've, I've witnessed it and, and, and watched it. Is there any other things with that journey? Is, is it becoming who you are you'd want to speak to? I'm just the fact that the things that used to be really hard for me are no longer hard. Um, because of that, mm-hmm. you know, one in particular, um, just the unity piece, the functioning as a team. Sometimes that means it, it doesn't always mean, yeah, we're doing a teamwork or team building activity. It doesn't always mean that. Sometimes it means I have to go to one of my teammates and have a really hard conversation sure. and, and tell them, you know, where I'm at, what I'm feeling and come on and talk together yeah. in the end, you know, work through that situation and that was really, really hard for me in the beginning, especially in this particular role that I'm in now. And I'll say now I'm no longer afraid of those encounters in those moments. Um, I'm able to do those with the knowledge that God's going to one. He's He's equipped me already, you mm-hmm. know, to to do the work. Yeah. And so I can do my part. They can do their part. And he's always going to do his. Yeah. And so. um just the change that I've seen over time has been tremendous. Like I said, just from, just from doing it yeah. and the things that used to be hard, just aren't as hard as it used to be anymore. Sure. Well, I want to bring us to this place as we kind of wrap this, really this introduction to this, these, these essentials that we're going to talk about. 
is, and, and I want you to think about this question because I'm going to, I want you to speak to it is, you know, sometimes people just get overwhelmed and they go, they get so busy with life and, and you know, disciple making, that's just for a pastor or mm. that's just for, you know, the person on staff or whatever. Mm. And they go, no, this is for all of us. It's yeah. who we are. It's a lifestyle. And so think about this principle, Lori, and, and to maybe share is, is what do you hope for, for our listeners? You know, what, you know, that, that you really hope for them, you know, for me that I would say to everybody is, is to just to trust the process, to take it one step at a time. And my, my hope for, for you, for you is that once you start, you wouldn't quit, stay, stay at it. Keep, keep walking this journey of being a disciple maker out because you can do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's not about perfection. And, and so maybe for you, Lori, share, you know, what would you hope for? As we go into this, we get to the end of this, this, this series and, and what would you hope for our listeners that they would really be taking away? Hmm. One I mentioned earlier is that you can't do it alone. Hmm. You can't do it alone. Get somebody and do it with them. Um, it's, it's important that we are being discipled, but that we're also discipling someone else. Yeah. And like you mentioned, we can do that at pretty much any stage. Like you can start now. Start now, right? And it's not too late, as you mentioned. It's not too late to get started, regardless of what your walk looked like before. Um, start today. Yeah. Start today. Keep taking those next steps, and you're going to grow. Right. You're going to grow as long as you stay in the process. And if you do have those times where you stay, stray away a little while, that's why you've got to have somebody else with you. Right. That's why you have someone holding you accountable. Um, they'll see it. Yeah. And you've got to be open and honest with them and they're going to reel you back in. Right. So have someone with you. Don't do this alone. Um, we can't. Jesus right. didn't do it that way. Right. You know, yeah. so that's, that, that's my piece. That's yeah. great. That's great. Well, as we just wrap this up, I, I just, I want to leave everyone with this thought that, you know, we're going to be diving into these values or essentials of this, of being a, a, of living out, being a disciple maker and, and when we look at these things, whether it be our abiding in Christ or that you're learning to, to share your faith and reach the lost or helping people connect or shepherding people to maturity, whichever one it is at the part that you're applying, that you can do this. Yes. And we want to encourage you and us do this journey together. None of us have arrived. We're all learning and growing. And so God bless to all of you. Um, it's great having you today. Lori, it was a lot of fun. Yep. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Get Real podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.